This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Good morning. The time has gone 9.30 and welcome to the second part of our Catholic radio program, during which time we'll share a radio liturgy with you. We'll be praying together, listening to and reflecting on the scriptural readings for the day, and there'll be some music and some news from around the parishes. I'm Peter Hurley, and as we are still in Level 2 lockdown, we are unable to make live broadcasts, So once again, we are recording this program, and we're also only permitted to have two people in the studio. So joining me today is Cecily van Uken. Good morning, Cecily. Good to have you here. And I'm very happy to be here, Peter. Well, we could be saying Happy New Year today, because as today is the first day of Advent, It's also the start of a new season and a new year in the church calendar. Well, like many people, and I was in my younger days a boy scout, and the scout motto is be prepared. And living in New Zealand with the threat of natural disasters, civil defence constantly reminds us to be prepared. And nowadays, with the current threat of covid we have to be even more vigilant and prepared to react. We are encouraged to be ready to look after ourselves and families in the event of any disasters. And the readings for today also encourage us to be prepared. Advent is a season in which we prepare for the celebration of Christmas, but more importantly, we take time out of our busy lives to try and take stock of our own situation and prepare for the second coming while we also celebrate or look forward to celebrating the the coming of the Prince of Peace. Jesus to 
come into our hearts Let's all open the door To our hearts forevermore Jesus, come into our hearts Let's get ready for Jesus to come Let's get ready for Jesus to come So now let us begin our liturgy by acknowledging the Holy Trinity as we say together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. On this first Sunday of Advent, we turn our hearts to the Christ who will come in glory and who is present among us right now. So let us meet Christ with vigilant hearts as we also seek mercy and forgiveness. Jesus, you are the Son of Man who comes in great power and glory. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you are the promise of our redemption and priest and, and peace. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the love that strengthens our hearts. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O oh God. You were pleased to give us a shining example of the Holy Family. Graciously grant that we may imitate them in practicing virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity. And so, in the joy of your house, delight one day in eternal rewards. And we ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
And now, Cecily, would you share the readings of the day with our listeners, please? A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the psalm response is, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. To you, O Lord, I lift up my Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. To you, you, O O Lord, Lord, I I lift my soul. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness those who keep his covenant and his decrees. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. To To you, you, O Lord, Lord, I lift my my soul. The second reading is from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Beloved, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Finally, brothers and sisters, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that, As you learned from us how you ought to live and to please God, as in fact you are doing, you should do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to his disciples about his return in glory. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud 
with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. And thank you, Cecily, for those readings. Welcome. Well, the readings from the Gospel are certainly apocalyptic. And then it struck me that next week on the 7th of December, that will be 80 years since the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, which for people there at the time would have certainly appeared to have been an apocalyptic event as well. And Patricia Sanchez points out that on October the 30th, 1938, CBS Radio broadcast The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, read by Orson Wells. And the first 40 minutes of the hour-long program consisted of a series of simulated news bulletins regarding an invasion invasion by Martians in Grover's Mill, New Jersey. And many listeners thought this was true. Panic ensued. Newspapers reported that people across the northeastern United States and Canada were fleeing from their homes. A later study discovered that many of those who panicked thought that Adolf Hitler's Third Reich, which was starting to devour much of Europe, had actually invaded With a world on the edge of global war looming, such a misunderstanding is not surprising. Unfortunately, misunderstandings and unbridled fears continue to trouble many of us when we are faced with the fact of our own mortality and the fragility of the life on our planet. And that's only too true in our current day and age with the fear of COVID ever present. Part of what has been called the Lucan Apocalypse, this gospel that we've heard, these verses should be considered also in the light of their historic backdrop. At the time that Luke wrote, Jerusalem had been destroyed and the world as they knew it seemed to be at an end. However, the evangelist is reminding his readers that the end would not actually be precipitated by Rome. On the contrary, the future is God's prerogative and will be ushered in by the Son of Man, Jesus, who will appear in power and great glory. So Luke calls for his disciples to raise their heads because redemption has come in the person of the returning Jesus. Luke is not, however, advocating an attitude of wait and see, Rather than simply scan the horizon for signs of Jesus' appearance, the faithful are to be prayerfully vigilant and diligent in their service to God and God's people. Then they will be duly prepared for welcoming Jesus' second coming 
in a spirit of peace rather than in panic. American author Richard Bach once wrote, What the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. When we think of the end of the world, we often focus on disaster, loss and judgment. But the end of something can also be the beginning of something new and life-giving. So Advent reminds us to be alert and prepared all the time, for God can break into our lives at any moment. Advent also affirms that crisis can mean breakthrough as well as breakdown. For those who nurture and live their faith, something wonderful is about to happen. The birth of God in Jesus is the beginning of our own rebirth into life with God.
Let us now prepare for the birth of Christ, for the birth of the Christ child, by asking God to make us his instruments. As we pray, be born in us, be born in our world. Be born in us, be born in our world. For the church, that we may have hearts to worship, hands to reach out to the poor, words that comfort, challenge, enlighten and inspire. As we pray. Be born in us, be born in our world. For courage in facing suffering that we be given the strength to remain faithful even when tragedy and suffering enters our lives. As we pray, Be born in us, be born in our world. For those who are busy and rushed as they strive to complete work and tasks, that this season of Advent will allow them time to pause, live in the presence, and be aware of the opportunities given during their encounters with others. As we pray, Be born in us, be born in our world. For those who are forgotten by the world, that those who have no one to pray for them will be remembered and supported. As we pray, Be born in us, be born in our world. And for those who have died, that they find peace and rest from their labours and that their loved ones mourning for them be comforted. As we pray, Be born in us, be born in in our world. Good and gracious God, you sent us the Lord Jesus to show us the way to you. Make ready our hearts and fill us with your presence so that we may be Christ bearers to this waiting needy world. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
And now it's time for some news from what's going on around the parishes. So, Cecily, I think you've got a few things there for our listeners. Yes. Well, I've got two items. And the first one is the um, jubilees of priestly ordination for some of our remarkable uh, priestly group. Uh, And um, I just want to point out, though, everybody is part of the church. Everybody contributes. But um, for those that have given their lives or the greater part of their lives to the priestly ministry, we we want to um, uh, assure them of our gratitude and our blessing on their future years. Now, the four named here are Bishop Peter Cullinane for 60 years service, uh, Father David Moore, 60 years also, Father Marcus Francis, 20, and Father Manish Matthew, 10. Uh, and long or short, that's that's what they have given. They've given their all during those times. And our thanks to one another too for making, for all those people who make church a community and a welcoming community. Now, the second notice um, takes us to the March for Life in Wellington, which is to be um, held on the 4th of December, at Saturday, the 4th of December, at 2 p.m. Now, um, if you are there in Wellington and are able to, or near to Wellington and able to participate, that would be grand. It is a great experience to be in that March for Life. Uh, for those of us that can't get there or can't walk very fast any longer, um, we're asked to pray in union with the people, the marchers. Uh, and those that were probably speaking at the other end of the march. So um, we're asked to pray the rosary. That's not compulsory, but we certainly ask that you lend your prayers to this, um, uh, well, voice. It's another aspect of the voice for life and our concern for life at all stages. So, so so some of you may pray the rosary on your own, you may pray with the group, or you may say your own prayers which are appropriate. Just, just to keep in uh, sync and in uni- unity with this um, important uh, aspect, respect, aspect which is to protect life and honour it as much as we can. That's all. Thank you. And, well, that concludes Catholic Radio for this week, but we'll be back again next Sunday at the same time. So from me, Peter, and from Cecily in the studio with me, thanks for having been with us. Thank you. And as we continue in our Advent journey, let's ask for grace to be able to take time out and prepare. And as we think about moving on our journey of Advent, Let's be companions on a journey. We are companions on the journey, breaking bread and sharing.
If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. 